Love Talk Radio. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, it is the last day of February, 2019, February 28th, Thursday. It's 5 p.m. Eastern. I don't know where you are, so I don't know what time it is, but odds are it's at the top of the hour. Uh, Woody's coming in a little late. My name is Stacey Kilwell. Woody is on a call, I think, with a firm. Uh, and so he'll be here just a couple minutes late. Uh, I just want to take a minute to um, thank all of our listeners. We have a couple listener questions that were submitted via our form. Um, if you are listening and you're not subscribed to our reminder, we sent out one email to our uh, email list uh, the, about a half hour before every show. So if you haven't signed up, um, you can go to the website, uh, or you can just, you know, email me. Uh, you know, you can email show at, at Radio Free QB. You can do uh, QuickBooks Show at Gmail dot com, and uh, ask to sign up and be put on the list, and we'll do that for you. Uh, I, and again, Woody's going to be here. My name is Stacy Kelbell. I own and operate Kelbell Services LLC. I'm pulling up the chat right now. I'm uh, going to open the chat. I am in Michigan. So hopefully uh, you guys, here we go, opening the chat, getting that up and running. So hopefully you guys are all having a good week. You're having a good year, good 2019. Uh, I know the weather's been a little crazy for a lot of people, uh, but we're not going to talk about weather. I just want to take one uh, quick moment to um, thank our sponsors, meet.com. Uh, they are really an amazing group of people to work with. They're, and I know amazing is an overused word, but they really are great. Uh, one of the things um, just happened, uh, you know, we, we post our love of neat.com on social media, and I posted something up on LinkedIn, and somebody commented on my post and said, hey, I'm having a hard time with my account. Uh, do you have anybody that you can connect me with? And I had her email me, and they took care of her almost immediately. Um, so it was, it was, I mean, not even, I don't even think it was an hour before somebody had replied back to me and said that, uh, uh, Vice President of Support had reached out to her directly. So uh, really uh, responsive, really great people, lovely app. Uh, so make sure you check them out, meet.com. If you go to our website, uh, you'll see their logo on the right-hand side. And that will actually take you to their accountant program. If you guys hear uh, some noise in the background, I'm not going to lie, I'm in my basement. And I have uh, one of those robot vacuums that is, uh, it looks like a stormtrooper, and it plays, it talks, it says, there's no one here if it gets stuck somewhere. So if you see that or if you hear uh, some Star Wars music in the background, it is my vacuum. My vacuum is running on the other side of my basement. So anyway, we have our first listener question today. Uh, first listener question is, um, is there a way, the question was, is there a way that I can set a reminder for insurance certificate expiration. So if you have clients and they need to collect uh, insurance certificates from their vendors uh, or suppliers or subcontractors, whatever you want to call them, uh, is there a way to track that? Can you put in a notification? And the thing is, you could do this in a couple different ways. 
Um, so the first way that we're talking about is how you as the accounting professional can manage it. And what you could do is you could put it in the work tab. So if you're the accountant and you're managing all this stuff for them and this is part of your, the scope of the work that you do for them, you actually can uh, open up you know, QBOA and log in and go to the work tab and you can create a project in there. You could even create um, one project. Well, it would have to be one project uh, with that task in it or just the project with no task. And you'd have to create, um, I would think it would be one project per client. And then if you had multiple vendors for the client, you could put those in as tasks, right? So if I have, um, you know, we'll just say, you know, Woody's landscaping. If I've got Woods landscaping and he says, hey, Stacey, can you manage my insurance certificate? What I can do is I can go in, I can put that in, uh, in the work tab. I can create a project. I can assign the client, uh, would be Woods landscaping. And then he has vendor, you know, maybe he has uh, Heather as a vendor and MB as a vendor and Bryce as a vendor. And we need to track all three of their insurance certificates. Uh, we can put the project due at whatever the end of that calendar year is. So the entire project, you know, would be due, you know, 12, 31, 19. And each task for each Woody's vendors would have a due date of whenever the insurance certificate was due throughout the year. So that's one way uh, or when it expires, about a month before it expires. So if it's expiring, you know, March 31st, you would want to maybe put in, you know, February 28th as the due date, try and get that done uh, a month in advance. So that's one way that we can do it. So we can use projects and tasks for that. Um, and I think that is kind of a really cool idea to be able to do it that way. Um, I think it's one of those kind of added, you know, value added, like an added bit of service that you can offer on your client, just a little something. And I see Brent just logged into the chat. So, hey, Brent. Woody's not here yet. I see you're just logging in. Um, so that's one way that we can do it, right? So we can create a project for the client, and then each vendor, each insurance certificate that's expiring would be a task. And then you could actually make that recurring. So because it's going to expire the same, it's <laughs> Brent is saying in the chat, it sounds like I'm alone. So he's going to do his best to behave and not pester me. He can pester me. If you have any questions, that's fine. Um, so what you can do is even make it a recurring you can even make it a recurring uh, project so that it, it recurs every year annually. So every year at the end of the year, the project is done, and then each one of the tasks, uh, the due date to get those insurance certificates uh, for each one of the client's vendors. Um, so you can just set it up and you just set it and forget it, and every year it would be there, and you don't have to keep re redoing it. Now, the other way is if you're not managing this, and there's a few different ways that you can do it in QBO. So if it's your client that wants to track it and not you, uh, there's a couple different ways. Calendar option in QBO. I know a lot of my clients will just set calendar reminders in whatever calendar program they have. Um, but what happens is it comes up and then they say, oh, yeah, I need to do that. But because there's not really too much of an action item, oh, yeah, you know, they, they, don't, they don't really have a way to kind of keep being reminded about it. Um, and a lot of my clients don't necessarily use like a CRM or some kind of project or task management tool. So what we can do, what we've come up with is a couple different ways that we can do it in QuickBooks Online, and that's with recurring transactions. So one of the things, uh, one of my clients has it set up as a recurring purchase order. 
So even though they're not purchasing anything, what they do is they set it up as a recurring purchase order, QuickBooks Online creates the PO, and then they can email that out to the client and request and instead of actually purchasing uh, some, you know, an extra goods or services, they're requesting the purchase order is requesting their insurance certificate. Uh, so that's one thing. And they also do that with W9s. They have a, uh, they'll set that up for W9. So they have a, a current W9 for 1099 contractors. That's uh, another way to do that. Um, I have another client that we have set it up so that what we do is we create a vendor bill. Because the thing about the purchase orders is unless you're regularly looking at your open PO list and the client that uses the purchase orders actually has their, they rely very heavily. And so they're always looking at open PO reports. They're always reviewing their purchase order reporting. So that works really well for them. Um, but if you have a client that doesn't use POs or that's not something that they're going to be reviewing very often, you can still use the purchase orders. And then what you can do, and here's Woody coming in right now. Hey, Woody. Oh, hey, Stace. What's going on? You can hear me okay? I can hear you okay. How are you, man? Nice. Oh, good, good. Hey, I, ne I never get to call in as a guest. It's pretty easy. Just dial a I know. number. I can That's fun. Dial a number, press one. <laughs> it's pretty great. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you don't have – you can actually call in to listen to the show. You don't have to call in to be oh, a guest. Yeah. You can just call in and just listen, Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, I'll look at I'll look at the numbers in the list in the switchboard column, and I'll just like I won't I won't like activate them right, but they can hang out and listen totally. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So what I was just explaining was, you know, vendor. We, you know, I kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago when I got the question. Um, I was just explaining mm -hmm. to our audience uh, that one of the ways that, there's a couple different ways that you can track vendor insurance certificate expirations, right? So if you have a contractor that you're working with. You have to get their insurance, you know, their liability certificate, make sure they have insurance. And, you, you know, we always attach it to the vendor, but there's no place, there's no field in the vendor record, in the vendor detail page, where you can put in when that, when that expires. So right. unless you um, put in a... How about a memorized so transaction? Like Don't a, you guys usually do that? Well, and that's, like a zero dollar... Yeah, and that's what we were... That's what we were just talking about. So I was saying, if you, if the account, if the pro advisor, that's one of the services that they're offering, they can use it. They can use the work tab to do it. So they could create a project for the client, and then all of the different vendors can be attached with their different due dates, right? So like the project would have a due date of the end of the year, and right. each one of the vendors would be attached with a different due date throughout the year. And so that's one way that you can do it and you can make that a recurring project and you can even make it a template so that you can use it across clients. And I was just saying the other way is if the pro advisor isn't monitoring it, isn't tracking it and the client is doing it, we have one client that uses purchase orders to do it because they're oh. really, they use POs a lot. They, and it will show up as an open PO. Um, in the right hand column a, a too, like in, in the drawer, yeah. right? It pops open when you put the vendor on a bill yep. of check, so they'd at least be reminded that, like, you know, expiration date or whatever exactly. this is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so, that's good stuff. and that's what I was just saying for our clients who don't use purchase orders a lot, that's one of the things that will happen is it was, that's what I was about to start saying right before you logged in, right? So you, and Brent is listening. He says some vendors have multiple expiration dates, which is true. 
So that's a good point as well. So you can have multiple tasks in the project if you're using work. If you're using QBO and the client is tracking it, you can set it up as a purchase order. And you have to, in order, what I have found is that at least for vendor bills, it has to have at least a penny. So we always put it in as a penny amount, like a purchase order for one cent. Um, and then what happens is it keeps popping open. It keeps popping open because QuickBooks doesn't recognize that it's an open transaction if it has a $0 amount. Um, right. So it keeps popping open. But we also, what we do is for our clients that are not monitoring POs as often and they really only use the purchase orders for something like this, we create an open PO report and you know, and then we have that open PO report sent to the client once a month until so that they have that that record of that. Like, oh hey, yeah, I have to do this. Oh hey, yeah, these are still open. So that, those are the two ways that we use as, as reminders. And then the other way that we do it, we have another client who they didn't want to use purchase. I don't even think I think they were using. I think they just didn't want to use purchase orders. Um, so we decided to use a vendor bill for it, a recurring vendor bill. And you can create the recurring, the purchase order, and make it recurring. Um, and then one of the things that I have another client who does, because they want it to show up, and they use, obviously, their AP reporting much more often, we have it set up as a vendor bill, a recurring vendor bill for one penny. If you do it for a $0 amount, it won't. It won't show up on any reports because QuickBooks thinks it's closed. Um, and then it's an other expense. And so that's huh. how we kind of get around that. So we, we create good. an item called insurance certificate expiration, post it to an other or an uncategorized expense, and then um, put it in for one penny. And then when they get the insurance certificate, they either just void the purchase order or they void the bill, whichever one they're using. So those are the two, the three ways that we have, that we have suggested that our clients do that. So um, that was a that was a fun question that we got asked a couple, a uh, couple weeks ago. So I was really excited to be able to share that on the show. No, anyway, how cool. are you? How are things going with you? Oh, pretty good. I, I don't think a lot's <laughs> changed. Um, yeah, yeah, doing. <laughs> I don't... Just, um, you know, doing some presentations and training and doing actually, uh, it's that time of the year where I'm doing, I'm updating videos like product videos because, you know, things change or new features get added. And typically during tax season, we have more time to do stuff like that. So I have this really long products and services or items based overview that I did today and I have a live example of class location tracking. I just pilfered from a call. You know, I'm using Camtasia a lot nice. to cut stuff out and edit it. You know, um, I don't know, just a few videos like that that hopefully by the end of tax season people will see on our, our product video site. We'll have some updated videos or things like that. Nice. Uh, Are there you any know, that we can throw up on the show's YouTube page? Can you put them in oh, yeah. Places? Yeah, all these three or four I, I can totally uh, upload the MP4s to for sure. Yeah, I could nice. put that on a cal- calendar the- for tomorrow. Nice. Yep. Put a reminder, put a recurring transaction yeah. in your QBO to remind you to do that tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just use Outlook, <laughs> but yes. 
I know. <laughs> You're like, I'll look at no, I can totally do it. <laughs> awesome. You can totally do it tomorrow. Yeah, because be one of the questions that we got was, um, you know, are you going to be, they were asking about our YouTube videos, if we were going to be updating some of the videos that we have. I know somebody had just emailed that. So that would be awesome if we could get some of those. Well, a lot of those videos are outdated on the uh, YouTube page, you know, for sure. Uh, you know, so we should, we should yeah. probably go through the whole page and, you know, unlist ones that are, that are old or have total different user interface. And, but I find that to be a, a problematic just of anybody trying to do QBO videos, you know, like most QBO videos out there are old <laughs> or outdated. If you go to anybody's site, um, so yeah, but I mean, the good thing target. is, like, the directions are still pretty. I mean, it's just a matter yeah. of, okay, maybe something's changed a little bit, but the, the meat of yeah. how to enter it or do the setup is still, I think it's still pretty valuable. It's just well, yeah, like maybe for, not, Yeah. you're not going to the tab across the top. No, I know. And, like, for example, like <laughs> like Brent, like, let's take Brent as an example. He could probably look at a really old, you know, QBO video that's blue, left-hand panel and still figure out where everything is because you know the three right. access points are the same and maybe some language or the ui windows changed but it's still a, basically the same area so that, you know but maybe somebody new would be trying to follow along and go well where where are you the coloring is totally different so i think i'm updating updating videos for those folks you know Okay. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Not that Brent would even need to watch any videos, probably. He's, you know, I think once you get it, you get it, and then it's maybe it's just new stuff. So I am fo spending some time on advanced QuickBooks Online advanced, and you know, trying to figure out the new features. And there's just a few. You have access to that demo but, account, right? Well, I have my own advanced yeah. account. Uh, oh. But oh, okay. uh, and it has some data in it, and. Um, you know, I, I have Fathom working, so I've been doing a lot of study on Fathom. It's such a cool reporting platform and Fathom. really fun. Yeah, really fun. So uh, I've been spending some time there, too. I, I can upload that video. That's probably a 15-minute or just an overview of the platform. That might be helpful. Be awesome. I don't know if everybody's really seen Advanced yet. And I mean, it's essentially plus with, um, you know, with more users and, uh, and yeah, if, you know, a few and, more features. And Fathom yeah, for sure. to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But so the Brett Fathom thing's Kathy pretty cool. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I can't. We should do a whole. We, the next show we should do, we should do advanced. We should do like some advanced features. Well, you know what I learned about the Fathom piece within QBO AV? What did you learn? A couple things. Number one, Fathom actually charges extra for like class level, like how many classes you have. The free, quote-unquote, or I should say built-in Fathom 2 Advanced includes up to 20 classes. So it's like if you're, you know, you don't have to get charged extra for any classes, which I think is pretty sweet. So it's almost, you know, some, some people are like, wow, I'll just upgrade my Plus client that doesn't need Advanced to Advanced because it's cheaper than right. Plus and Fathom. So I think it depends, you know, on the price level you're at with them. But I just found that out today. Um, and I not only see my advanced client in the Fathom client list, I see any of my clients with, that have that login that are plus, essentials, whatever, in the Fathom client list. So I'm like, awesome. I have, like, free Fathom for, like, these other clients that just happen to have Fathom too. I just see them in my client oh, dashboard. It's not cool. just... Yeah, it's not just the advanced file. So for a, an accountant launching it from QBO, QBOA and they're in the 
advanced client right. file they'll and they open Fathom, the don't be shocked if, yeah, don't be shocked if you'll see the other entities too. Then they might not even be on advanced. They're on like plus. And I thought that was cool. Now I don't know if that's a loophole or if, if that was meant to be to happen. So I can't, I can't really say that. I don't know anything about that stuff. But right now I see like four or five files in there when I go in just from the advanced file to Fathom alone, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Interesting. So Brent has yes. a, Brent says Brent Brent says uh, Cassie Thomas wanted to know if there was a way to send a one-off invoice automatically on a certain date, and I told and he basically that's the only thing the only way to do it. He, so Recurring the invoice, you mean? Think of, yeah, well, just a one-off invoice automatically on like a specific date. So like, let's say I know that I have to invoice you in four months for something, and that's the only invoice I ever have to send you, right? Like. Maybe we have a sponsor that comes out. Like maybe TBO should get the sponsor, and they're like, yeah, we just want to sponsor the month of September to send us that invoice. So I could put that in now, and I sign the engagement letter. I sign the contract with them now. What I would do is I would put the invoice in as a recurring transaction to happen, you know, October, or if they wanted to do October or September or whatever it is, and then just have it stop after one time. Well, right. You have like, the, you know how you can up, let's say, say it was it's due April first. I'm gonna send you this invoice. I'm se- you, it's a recurring invoice. Is all you do and check the box for automatically send an email. And then the end date, you choose uh, by the second of April. So, or no, by the first of April. So, in other words, I have a start date for the interval. I mean, you choose monthly. I choose April first and end buy is the option April 1st. So it'll only send that day. And that'll be the invoice that'll go out automatically to whoever's on the email line. So there's that. I mean, I don't know of any other way to automate an invoice than the recurring invoice template that you'd set up. (laughs) Right. I don't either. And Brent says, Kathy has a lot of them for one client, so she didn't like that answer. But I don't understand how else you would do it. I mean, if it's a one-off invoice, it's a one-off uh, invoice. I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's not something that it seems like can be automated. So I don't know what to well, start, Kathy. And, don't know what to start. And in advanced, in QBO advanced, uh, by the way, the acronym is five letters long, which is really disappointing to me because I really just, I only ever wanted to do four letters in any kind of offering that we ever had. <laughs> so when I found, no, really, I pushed back on this one, Stacey. Um, and when I when I lost the battle, and they said, "Wood, we're not doing QBOV. Thanks for that. I, I get it, but because I figured QBOV would be perfect, right? It's just QBO, and then I think QBO you, know, you already have A. Yeah. It would have been brilliant, right. right? So I started calling it that, and they're like, "You're calling it wrong." I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't understand. Five acronyms is just not going to be acceptable for a lot of people, or five letters." So uh, I lost that battle. And so I've succumbed or acquiesced, I should say. It's not, you know, QBOAV. Anyway, I would have, in I would have backed you on that. I would have backed you that <laughs> argument because I completely agree. I completely agree. I was wondering what we were, what the official. I had to let it go. You know, because yeah. Intuit, can't, Intuit can't have anything without it having an acronym. Like everything Intuit has to have an acronym. So, um, so yeah, even if the 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 acronym is as many syllables as it would be just to say it. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> well, see, that's there's really no. It's six and one half dozen the other now. Right. 
QBO advanced and QBO AD. It's literally the same. It's the same exhaustion level and the energy (laughs) level that you have to put into (laughs) talking. It is. It's the same. You're not saving any syllables there at all. Yeah. So. But be that as it may, that has but, multiple But, you invoices, know, Brent so. has a good point. He says not if you're <laughs> typing. It's saving okay. keystroke if you're typing. All right. All right. We'll allow it. Yeah. We'll allow it. I'll go with that. So yeah. the um, – we or maybe we just call it advanced. Maybe we just call it advanced or ADV or something. Like I might just go that route and just do it that way myself, you know. Maybe – hopefully people will, will jump on the bandwagon. I'll get but, behind um, ADV. Yeah, ADV. I'll so get behind in, that. Yep. In ADV, there is That's multiple hard. invoices, so you can create not a group, but you can create a bunch of invoices at once. There's like a drop-down choosing the customer, but there's no way to automate the multiple invoices, so that still doesn't right. help Kathy. Right. Sorry, not Kathy. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, not there yet. But, Sorry, Charlie. No, that's good. Oh, her name is not Charlie, but yeah. So uh, yeah. I just want to say one. I want to take one more minute because we've only got. Uh, and uh, before we go, sure. um, yeah. we have one other question that I wanted to answer. But before we do that, so I don't forget before the show is over, I want to mention. Uh, please visit our sponsor, Neat.com. Um, they're like I was saying, they're really great. Um, I really like them. They do uh, receipt capture. They have a mobile app. Yeah. Um, they have literally create the transaction in the file. I mean, just by scanning it. And it's not just QBO, it's desktop too. I mean, people, I just want to make sure people understand that they, they integrate with desktop as well. So, yeah. And so they have an, it was called the neat free program, which these are the, uh, neat accountant program, accountant partner program. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, there, so make sure you check that out. If you go to our uh, website and you can see the logo, click on the logo, it'll take you right to uh, the neat.com accountant uh, partner program, the neat freak program. Uh, and the other question that we had was um, Would you please explain the available discounts for the tiered level for QBOA? Yes. And so, what I think they're asking is the discount as like part of the benefit. Billing? I think you mean wholesale so. billing, or or is it is it benefits of a pro advisor? I think it's. I don't know. I mean, yes, yes. why don't tier, we do tier benefits? I think I think this is it. I think it's like silver, gold, platinum, elite. Yeah, yeah. That must be what, what the they mean. Is. Yeah. And so, um, silver is zero to ninety nine, uh, hundred ninety nine, and I'll I'll explain mm-hmm. the how to earn the points and stuff. A uh, gold is two hundred to. Seven ninety nine. Platinum is eight hundred to fifteen ninety nine, and Elite is sixteen hundred or above. Um, and how you earn the points, you get. There's five ways. If you activate a self-employed subscription from QBA, in other words, you, they can't come to you having already, and they invite you as the accountant. You're literally clicking Add Client in QBA. It's twenty five points each. Uh, if you activate QBO Advanced client subscription, it's, it's 75 points each. Uh, current advanced certification, if you're, if you're advanced certified, it's 200 points. Only in QBO, uh, and that's one thing I want to mention. Right, right. It's, it just, the it's desktop QBO, right. certifications, yeah. yeah, yeah. So desktop certifications don't get They're not get counting points. for, yeah. Well, however, right. there, is, there is actually, there's a 50, 50 points is activate QBO client sub uh, or payroll 
So either one of those is 50 points each. And by each, I mean per subscription, you know. Um, and then current certification of QBO, current certification of desktop, just regular, or Pro Advisor Deluxe or, or premium desktop purchase, that's 100 points each. Yeah. So um, there is a way. So, And the nice thing is you can look at your history. Like, how did I get to – like, I have 20 – 700 points. I'm like, how did I, why would I have 2,700 points? And I look, I click on history and, you know, mm -hmm. it says I have 25 self-employed subscription, no, one self-employed, 15 QBOs, 19 payrolls. I wonder how that worked. How do you have, how do you have 15 QBO subs and 19 payrolls? All right, that's fun. So I have four extra and then I have one, one advanced sub. Okay. So Hopefully, again, my realms are always kind of jacked up, Stacey. You know that. But still, uh, you guys yeah, can click history. <laughs> you can click on history to <laughs> see how you earned your points. And, you know, there's just better discounts, I think. And I won't go through all the whole – I mean, click on the benefit tab in ProAdvisor. I think you land there anyway, yeah. not training, but benefits. And you just scroll down, and that's where you access all the, you know, benefits you have. I'm hoping that's what they meant. I Unless she meant, you know, what's the pro advisor, what's the wholesale billing? Well, that's just 50% off for life of the sub, except advanced is 30% off right now for life yeah, of the sub. Yeah, and there's also so that's discounts the only difference. on certain apps. A lot of, like, there's app partners oh, yeah. you might lose, you yeah. guys, in about a like minute. 20 or so there's, 25%. like, 25% off. Yeah. yeah. And then also there's 20% off for QuickBooks payments as well. Um, and then 30% uh, off for your firm. Uh, for checks and forms and supplies and 20% off uh, when you um, order stuff for your clients. So, and then with, the, it's not a discount, but you do get uh, 10 free uh, PTO returns. Um, and then yes, nice. you get for new ones and then you get, well, we'll just, we'll just say we're done because we've only got 10 seconds. So I'm just going to say. Okay. Right on. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> we'll be done. <laughs> All right. Take care.